students, welcome to episode 16 of the Film Student Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lazzaroni. And for your information, the submission deadline for the Harold Ramis Film School is fast approaching on May 31st. And I wanted to interview a few graduates from HRFS to find out what they got from the program and what they're up to now. So my guest this week is Amanda Hinckley from the Blue Cohort. We dig into her time on her college news program, how easily you can become a coroner in a small town, and most importantly, the best food options around Second City. Roll the show! Basically, I'd been in Chicago for this, I'll be going on five years now, um, close to five. And I'd been here for a while and I initially moved to Chicago from Kansas and came for Second City. I got done with school and was living at home and just, I remember having a conversation with a friend that was like, well, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I was like, well, there's a school, this like big, like comedy mecca in, in Chicago mm-hmm. that you know, a lot of the greats came from, and I love comedy. I'd love to check it out. So I initially moved here and I'd only been to Chicago one time before I moved Yeah, and, um, came and like walked around a little bit downtown. I was like, okay, I guess I could do this (laughs) and moved. And I was always like the homebody too. So Mm -hmm. I like shocked my family that I was like moving away. Cause I would go to a friend's house for a sleepover and like cry calling my mom at like 10 and be like come pick me up I want to go home so they were like could not believe that I wanted to move away but I got to Chicago did the writing advanced writing mm-hmm. improv classes and that takes about like a year and mm-hmm. that was my first year here I met some people through that and we did like a web series and just kind of kept creating and writing and I applied for the ABC writing program and nice. like the NBC late night writers program yeah. And didn't do, get. Do you in. get any feedback? Do you get feedback at all from those? No, or is it just, it's mm-mm. just a flat rejection. Yeah, I got through the first round of the ABC writing, but there's like multiple oh, rounds okay. to it, so I didn't get either of those. And at this point, I think I'd been in Chicago maybe like two-ish years because mm-hmm. I'd gone through the initial programs and kind of just time writing and creating with friends. I did those submissions, didn't get them, and I was like. I should maybe just go home. Like I, at that point was like, I didn't really have a job that I loved here. So I was like, I could go back home, be with family because I'm super close to my family. And, um, then I don't know. I just saw, I think I saw it on like Facebook or something like a blast for HRFS. And since I already had like second city ties and Mm -hmm. and love second city so much, I kind of looked into it and then I saw how much it was for school for the year. Mm And my dad is like my go-to. So there were like so many conversations that we had before I moved to Chicago. And then again with this of like sitting on our patio, having a drink, talking about like, all right, so what's your move? What do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, just apply. Because he knew I was kind of like beaten down about not getting into other stuff. He was like, just apply. If you get in, you can figure out the money thing. Like, don't let that deter you from at least submitting and just seeing or else you'll never know and i think that's a good perspective it's, it's yeah. kind of that shit or get off the pot uh, yeah. mentality of just give it a shot see if you see if you get it because if you don't ever apply then you for sure won't get it and so then like, you'll why? also always wonder if you would have if you Ex- would have applied yeah. for sure yeah so um i remember sitting at my like nine to five desk job mm-hmm. and i get a phone call i like look at my cell and the screen says like you know how 
iPhones, you like may be this person yeah. based off of like any emails that, that you've had or something. To an email yeah. Or a text message that had the number in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And it was Julie. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the chick from Harold Ramis. And I remember <laughs> being like, well, they wouldn't call me to tell me no. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Obviously, answer it. So I like r- grabbed my phone and I like ran into a conference room and I remember like, picking it up and julie's just like so sweet she's like yeah. oh hey amanda and i was like what is happening she makes those calls seem so like just call in the chat yeah like- <laughs> that's exactly what it was and i was like oh she's like do you have any questions i was like i don't like my brain isn't processing that like i get to do this really cool thing yeah and um I just remember her telling me that like so many people were coming from all over and i was like one of the few that were already in chicago mm-hmm. and so the I applied for like the first opening, like the they opened the, the school, class, yeah, yeah, the first wave, and you could do fall or winter. And mm-hmm. so I had marked that I preferred winter, so I could still work to make the money to pay for the school. See, I I applied for fall and got deferred. You got deferred, but then got a new job, and then wanted to stay in that for a year, so I just mm. kept on like pushing back, oh. like applying again. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice. They've been like working with people on that and that was something too is that you could choose like what is your priority and I was Mm -hmm. like okay I'm gonna put winter as my priority so I can still work full-time and if I have to do the fall one Mm -hmm. then like I'll figure it out again like the I will make it work I'll figure it out right move things around whatever and um ended up they were like slotted me in the winter one which was perfect and then I kind of had some time you know, a couple months then knowing that I was getting ready to start mm-hmm. and then started like really saving and all that stuff. And the school is awesome because you could do like monthly payment plans. Right. So it worked. I didn't go bankrupt yeah. through school. <laughs> so, it all, like my dad said, it all ended up working out. So It'll come out, come out in the wash to a certain extent. Yeah. So. What did you what did you done before you came to the school? Was it just writing or had you ever um, shot anything or done sketch or anything like that? Well, so in college, I initially applied for the interior design school at Kansas State and which direct correlation to comedy for sure like yeah that's i think that's what gilda did i think that's like the route that you take (laughs) and so (laughs) i did that first um and i hated it Mm -hmm. it was and not that i can't do long hours but it was like super long hours super late always in studio and you have to have the love for it and like I can be on set for forever or be up really late editing because I love it. Whereas mm-hmm. like in the interior design stuff, I was like, this is not for me. Yeah, uh, It's not what I thought, not into it. So I did that for a semester and then dropped out and was open option for my second semester at college. Mm-hmm. And then looked to the broadcast journalism and digital media school mm-hmm. and ended up getting into that, which was... We did like the news and stuff. Yeah, and so like somewhere out there stuff. in the world is like me doing the weather at Kansas State, like Channel 8 News. <laughs> <laughs> and I even remember being in class one time and someone was like, like leaned over to me and like, hey, this is super weird. But did you do the weather? And I was like, oh, no, this is not how I want to <laughs> be known. <laughs> See, uh, on my, uh, I went to Virginia Tech and on my campus, nobody knew. The news people, mm. but there was the sex talk show that was on at like oh, well, at like midnight once a week. 
for sure everyone would know that. that people could call it too which is the dumbest idea oh on gosh. a college campus to do it like midnight on it was like i want to say it was like a friday night too it was bad news terrible yeah yeah terrible idea for it that's but, so uh, great but those are the only people and you would see them out in the wild and just be like i don't want to <laughs> yeah and so i did that um that was like through like one of my classes we had to do like the news um and then other was like journalism classes so writing and all that stuff and then the digital media part was kind of cool because there was um a group on campus that we did kind of like um you know like the soup where mm -hmm. it's just in front of a green screen and we did like campus news kind of that but it was for the students so it was nice. geared like younger kids like for the kids and we kind of had um like a ta that was running it with us so it was fun and that was like kind of one of the first things that like I got to write like kind of some funny stuff mm -hmm. doing and kind of got to mess around and then through that met other people who were interested in like a short film group mm -hmm. and so we started a film group on campus and I think that was my senior year yeah. and we made um, like two short films that year and mm -hmm. like outside of class got to shoot and so that was kind of my first time banding together with students just for fun to right. kind of make stuff and do great. that yeah yeah, we had a we had a yeah. club like that. And we would try and shoot something every single meeting. Oh so they're, wow! They're always terrible because they're they're like zero planning, zero costumes, zero location, like just whatever we could come yeah. up with. But it teaches you to just get over it and get something done. Yeah, like constantly, and and it's good practice. I mean, your first stuff is going to to a certain extent suck. Like, well, and that's like kind of the thing that I feel like it's hard about writing too is mm -hmm. that I always think that when I sit down, I have to be like writing magic. And that, to that extent, it's like, just sit down and write crap. Because if you write crap enough times, you start to get good at it. Yeah. And then you're you're making good it's stuff It's like panning later. for gold. Like, yeah. you're, there, there's a ton of rock so before much you find the little, little bit of gold <laughs> yeah. that's in there. And yeah. you're, you're going to have to do the same thing. And you can't just expect to somehow jump straight to the gold. Like, some people get lucky, but that's like J.J. Abrams. That's right. not, sure, you know, sure, his sure. regarding Henry was his first script. Yeah. And you're sold like, that. And yeah, that's insane. Yeah. But that's, that doesn't happen to everybody. Like, you're going to have to write some really junk stuff and mm -hmm. just see what works and what doesn't. And then over time. And it'll build into something nicer. That's the trick. Yeah. Is just to like let yourself be bad. And I like struggle with that all the time. Yeah. Like every day. I'm like, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard though. But it has to be, get done. That's yeah. a, that's the important thing. Yeah. So what uh what's were you most like into or what you get the most out of when you were going through the program here? Oh boy. That is a loaded question. Yeah. Um what did I get the most out of? I think, well, so one thing that I feel like I struggle with is, like, A, not thinking that everything has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And so, like, building off of that and just trying to do better each time and learning from your mistakes. And I think that through the school, because we had so many projects that we did, that they were only going to get better and better. Yeah. So, like, truly, like, mistakes. yeah, like, the first one... I did was complete garbage and no one will ever see it. <laughs> what was, was that? Ask a Dale about or? it and he'll just probably be like, no, I can't even speak of it. It just, <laughs> it was not, it was not great. It wasn't complete. It's like, there's one part of it that was kind of like artistic and fun. And of course that's like the only good part of it. And the yeah. rest of it is the nonfiction one. Oh, okay. But from that, I, I like learned better planning mm -hmm. or like better, um, like, coming up with a, a more solid idea initially and then did the second one and I learned, okay, I need to like really focus on location mm -hmm. and 
because I didn't have a great location for my second shoot and that gave me a lot of issues and it's and then like crewing up well and blah 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 and so like I think just through these projects I was able to learn and and carry these like little tools kind of sticking them in my tool belt as I went and then by the time it came for my final project I had learned don't do this Mm -hmm. do this plan for this a little bit better you know and then by the time that came it went well because I had failed times before and and like sat back and looked and was like why did this not go well and like what can I do better and your final project turned out awesome by the way thank you what have you been submitting that for I have yeah any luck um so none of the uh festivals that I've submitted to get back for like another two or three months so So like waiting on the yeah I have like this I think I ended up doing like six or seven Mm -hmm. different festivals um Ranging from like bigger ones to just ones from like back home and in Chicago mm-hmm. located ones and uh, yeah, so I won't know. Have for you submitted for women in comedy? Um, out in Boston. I don't think I did that one. That that's one to to look into because uh, we submitted a film that we had done for either Forty Eight Hour Film Festival or Seventy Two Film Fest and got in. Oh, with, nice! With one Congrats. like three or four years ago. Oh, cool! Um, and it was because. Uh, female lead and she was also my executive producer mm. so it, you know very female driven as far as the the plot line and everything yeah, went. Yeah, yeah. but um but yeah that that one got in and we've had i know from dc there's been three or four um that have been accepted from different like groups and sketch groups and cool. stuff like that so it's 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 a decent one it's fun it's still s- relatively small but okay. it's definitely growing so i have to look into it one worth uh, submitting to you, as i tell everybody else the secret which is <laughs> to yeah, go well find that stop festival. telling people I'm that or else it's to. gonna ruin my chances I'm, Tony. <laughs> sorry i failed <laughs> people of the podcast world don't even listen to that We'll just Nobody bleep out submit. all of the all <laughs> yes. the preceding like five minutes of conversation. They'll like, be like, "What happened?" <laughs> we can just skip forward to us talking about like tacos, and they'll be like, "Wait, how did they go from short films to tacos?" So, so how quick. do you feel about tacos? Love me a good taco. <laughs> Love tacos. What's the best tacos around here? That I that I haven't really Ooh. figured out yet because I've been to Adobo across the street and they're fine. They're not Those great. Those ones are pretty salty. Yeah. The, the, well, not I've, my I've, faves. O- I've only had like the dirt cheap ones the special yeah um there's a place down the street even a little bit further um buzz bait which is mm-hmm. i don't know if it's a chain or not and i wouldn't say they're the best tacos in the city but i'm saying around here yeah. they're pretty decent they're a little bit expensive yeah. in my opinion but they're like they're pretty i've never been like disappointed in okay how they taste <laughs> but i can't think of best tacos overall here it's I don't know. Well, it's not a taco town. It's, it's a it's a pizza town. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. you've I take it you've been around the tour to to try all the different pizza places too. Well, so I'm one of those people that when I first moved was introduced to Lumonati's. Yeah. And that was the first deep dish I ever had. And I was like, oh, I'm into this. Yeah. Like I'm this is good. So everything else is compared to that. And so I just never tried another one. Because, because <laughs> listen, this is why. Because if I went somewhere else and I had a pizza I didn't like, yeah, I would be like, I should have gone to lose. And so <laughs> if I just go there when I have a hankering for pizza, then I know I'm going to be good to go and I'll never be disappointed. Okay. And they have a good I salad, guess. which people laugh when I say like their salad is good, but they have like this barbecue chicken club salad which is hmm. not online so you gotta like know to ask for it 
This she's, is hot she tips. just got to Chicago and she's already ordering off menu. Hot <laughs> tips, guys. Hot <laughs> tips. And um, so it's a good, it's a good one-two punch. Deep yeah. dish and their club salad. Good. At Lou Malati's. Important thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- that was the one that when I first moved here, everybody was like, yeah, you got to go to Lou's. And it's good. the problem is there's only like four or something in the city and they're, they're not... I don't feel like they're ever close to anything. <laughs> yeah, they're really not. Like, but uh, but no, I, I I did I tried it. It was it was good. I was. It's not my favorite though so far. See, I've just never branched out, so yeah. it very well could be not the best pizza. But it's, I it's just very good. I'm into like it's it. very good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> all right, back on topic of this. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I took us way off the wagon. No, to pizza we needed and to have a talk because people needed to know what that entire bleep was leading up to. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. So it was important transition. Yeah. Uh, so what are you what are you doing now? What's what is uh, what is next up? Well, so I recently just quit my corporate job, Mm -hmm. which is like super exciting and also terrifying because it's I kind of feel like it's at the point where I've now been immersed in this and taking classes and spent money Mm -hmm. really doing this. And since I was like five, I had been maybe not five, maybe like seven making videos, but like doing the comedy video thing, like hamming it up entertaining myself and my family and i'm just ready to like try to actually do that right for reals and so um that was last friday so this is my first week of unemployment which has been uh great because the weather's been awesome yes you've been to the beach i take it i went on my first day i walked to the water and i got burned on my right arm because the sun was just on the one side Yeah, I walked over. That's that. I posted the thing to Instagram the other day on on the podcast mm. Instagram because uh, it's three blocks, four blocks yeah, to the close. to the beach from here. Yep. So it's super nice. Like you could easily get over there on a lunch break, hang out for half an hour, and then get back and here come and back, come back for yeah. second half class. Yeah. Yeah. So um, enjoying that, but also like doing having like two or three things every day that I'm like I need to do these things to feel productive. Yeah. So. So far, three for three days, I've been productive, but we'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> um, but I have a project coming up this summer that I'll be doing, um, working on a feature that's shooting in Michigan. Nice. And then after that... What, what role? Like production assistant or... So I'll be associate directing. Oh, okay. So, nice. um, yeah, I got to... It's kind of like an apprenticeship sort of directing gig just mm-hmm. because I found through school that I really enjoyed doing that and mm-hmm. that was something that I never had really like given myself the chance to do before right. the school which is awesome because you get to kind of try all these different avenues and find what works for you and what doesn't like I learned producing mm-hmm. not for me and <laughs> so it's like you just keep trying things until you find what sticks and what you like and so um, that'll be very cool so mm-hmm. I'll get to do that this summer which will be kind of the biggest project I've worked on so far. So just kind of seeing, do I have the chops for five days a week, you know, shooting all day for, you know, being on set for three months and seeing if that's something that I'm really up for, which I think you're built for. yeah. Yeah. Which I'm one of those odd people that truly like, and my classmates will probably say this, but like I get like so much energy from being on set like I just love it so much and Mm -hmm. I will be dead tired at the end of like a day's shoot but I could like turn around and be like all right what are we doing next and 
So we'll see. Again, that's like just a couple of days uh, versus, you know, um, a 30-day, 40-day shoot, whatever. Yeah. So we'll see. But Are you thinking you want to go down the path of directing primarily or is, is this just another kind of toe in the water thing to, to see what it's like? Yeah, I think just to see what it's like. I really enjoy it. Um, I really, really enjoy it. I, I feel like I also like writing to mm -hmm. a certain point as in... I have a hard time sitting down every day writing. So I'm like, mm -hmm. am I built to be a writer? But I love, I, and this was something that drew me to this school is I even remember them putting in like the blast, like collaboration or like a collaborative comedic mm -hmm. experience. And I just love being part of an ensemble and that feeling that you get when like people are together and they're coming up with mm -hmm. something together and working on it together and seeing it, you know, beginning to end, you know, just a little, egg of an idea to like hatching and becoming this thing that maybe wasn't even what initially set out to be but like seeing the process and everyone taking part in it so as much as I like writing that can be sometimes like a very isolating thing and I love I love um the the collaborative yeah spirits of like the school and that and that idea too what kind of stuff are you are you into like what what uh what sort of mm. comedy are you trying to create so I would say my final short film is something that's reminiscent. So I kind of go uh, two ways. Mm -hmm. So I love, I really enjoy dark comedy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like Which my your final short is kind of that dramedy, dark comedy. It, territory. Yeah, yeah, it kind of. Yeah. And that's kind of reminiscent of that. And then my um, final writing project I was working on, what has to do with a young woman who, becomes a coroner in mm -hmm. a small town and because i learned that you can just get elected to be coroners in small towns without any type of background or like knowledge or education in it yeah so when i learned that i was like at starbucks googling like how the embalming process works and i was like oh god i hope the starbucks wi-fi person isn't like all right Reviewing we've got a this. weird woman Who's sitting here sipping a latte and Googling how to embalm a dead body. And yet you were probably like the fourth weirdest thing to, to, to be Googled in that Starbucks <laughs> yeah. at that day. Especially, it was, was it the one downstairs from here? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that one, I have to believe, has some, some weird stuff super happening. weird stuff. Because you have so many comedy minds like yeah. right above this place. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, my writing project too. So like dark comedy and like shows like Barry, I suit like I super nice. love that show. Mm -hmm. Um, all that kind of stuff. And then the other end is just straight up physical comedy, like mm -hmm. goofy, goofy stuff. So I feel like I kind of am these two opposite ends of the spectrum. I can, I like to write on topics that can be a little bit dark and trying to find the humor in mm -hmm. that stuff and the humanity in it. And then also the really goofy, like, you know, fell in love with Kristen Wiig and like mm -hmm. Gilda Radner because they were two women who just did the physical, the physicality of whatever it was that they were doing and mm -hmm. like didn't care what they looked like when they were doing it. It's yeah. like they were being funny and they were going to like have seven chins and be cool with it. And I was like, yes. And that's, that's 90% of it's committing. Like yeah. the, when, when I go into try and cast somebody for before this and, and especially here, I'm just looking for people to commit. Yeah. Like if you if you can commit to a character, like I can help you create a, something around that. But True. if you don't commit, yeah, it's it's so much tougher to get something good out of them. For sure. Yeah. So I feel like those are kind of my two 
two ends of the spectrum, yeah. which are vastly different. Had you I done improv before you came here? Not before I came to Chicago, no. Yeah. And so when I did that improv program my first year here, mm -hmm. that was my first experience with it. And I had done... Like, I was always a performer. Like, I did the dance team, and I did dance a lot growing mm. up. So I was used to, like, On you know, stage. having your thing and going out and performing in front of people and coming back. And um, I did that, and I did some, like, theater. I think I did one or two musicals, and truly I was, like, the chorus. Like, the background, I had no speaking parts. I was just kind of, like, there to be there. <laughs> I don't even know why I did it, to be honest. Um, Do you it wasn't what plays really my they were? Theme. We did Guys and Dolls. Okay. Sit Down, You're Rockin', Rockin' the Boat. That was a big ensemble number, and I remember being out there for that. Um, so, you know, what is that, like, second act? So I'm just chilling in the back the whole time. <laughs> like, in just the, in the back rooms, like, all right, chorus, here we go. Um, we did Guys and Dolls, which I loved that movie growing up with Frank Sinatra mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So... That one was fun to be a part of that. And then uh, I can't remember. I think there was one other, but I can't remember it. Clearly, something that did not stick with me in my high school yeah. career was what's <laughs> our musicals. So that was in high school. That wasn't grade school. Yeah, that was high school. Oh, wow. So, so it really didn't leave a mark. <laughs> it really didn't. So not a whole lot of... Um, on stage like mm. performing other than just those few things would and you want to do stuff on camera or or do you i like it i think that i'm at this place and i was just talking to a friend about this the other day where i really enjoy so many aspects of comedy and mm -hmm. and film and tv that i I love performing and being goofy and like doing characters and like Callie who you mm -hmm. mentioned earlier is like girl you got to get a character reel and put that up on YouTube and I was yeah. like I don't know about that and I always had friends <laughs> growing up like you know you're gonna be you should do SNL because you can do characters and I loved SNL growing up and yeah. um, was actually voted this is pretty ridiculous but in junior high they have uh what are those superlatives yes yeah and i got most likely to be on snl nice and so i just and that's not even like a goal that i'm going for at this point but i like i like performing and being the goofball and doing characters and mm -hmm. um i was in a couple of my cohorts final films and my parents came to graduation and um they were like amanda you actually did a good job <laughs> acting. And I was like, don't sound so surprised, you. mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. Like they knew I liked to be goofy and do this stuff, but some of the roles weren't necessarily like super comedic roles, but right. they were like, we really enjoyed you in that. You should do that. And yeah. I like doing it, but I just don't know if like for sure acting is the thing I want to do. But yeah. I like but you've got so that many tool things. in your tool belt. And that, that sure. I think the two acting and directing are more closely tied than a lot of the other production stuff mm. just because you do have to you, you have to understand the other in right order, in order to do so like in order to direct you have to understand how an actor thinks and in order to, to act you kind of need to be able to work with the director and understand like where they're coming from and right their process and be able to trust them and say well we did the, did we get this thing is that from like six angle like yeah uh, like be aware of right? what the camera's doing yeah right. and like know that stuff too so yeah and yeah. versus the then there's the whole technical side of the cinematography and and sound and all and all that which is the other side of the business mm -hmm. but 
yeah it's it's interesting yeah uh, trying to trying to work back and forth and bounce from in front of and behind the camera i see the people that you know direct themselves and that is something that i am i don't know if i could ever i mean you never say never I'm not quoting Justin Bieber. <laughs> I think but somebody else said it before he did. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and um, but I I see that, and I'm and I'm blown away by people that successfully do that because I feel like it would be so difficult mm-hmm. to to do both of those um, at the same time. So mad props. Have to you ever those seen uh, In a World? No. Uh, uh, Lake <gasps> Wait. Bell about voice voiceover yes i did yeah she wrote directed and starred in that i didn't know that love her she's yeah. wonderful and that, that one that's amazing like that to, to get something to turn out like that is yeah insane. oh my gosh I, yeah i think i watched that a while ago so it's yeah. been a minute since it's i've been, seen it but not for four or five years I think, yeah at this point in time but um, i had no idea that she yeah. did all of that yeah and, and i think it was her first time uh um doing i think it was i want to say it was her first time directing oh cool yeah good you know. job <laughs> <laughs> just making all the rest of us have to Thanks. jump to a higher bar somehow <laughs> yeah. but she'd been in the industry for a little while so she sure. had some experience yeah. that, that never hurts she was also in um what happens in vegas mm-hmm. which I was just joking with Jack about needing to have an entire section of <laughs> of uh, HRFS schooling go to Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher films. As a joke, it became a tangent. But that is one of my, if you're like thinking of like plot and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. just like such, it's one of my guilty pleasures. But that is such um, a ridiculous and wonderful guilty pleasure yeah. movie to watch. Yeah. For me, it's Airheads. I've never seen that. Really? Yeah, that, is that bad? I feel like there's quite a few that through school people were like, you've never seen that? I think some of it is like, there's some movies that were just on television all the time, like that were always on like Comedy Central, like mm. the late night spot or something like that. And yep. so the, the idea that somebody somehow missed that stuff is always interesting. It's kind of like, how, how, would, how would you never see a Christmas story? Like it's, oh. it's on every year on like four different channels going on at once. Like, how do you miss that? How do you miss It's a Wonderful Life? How do you, you know, yeah. all these ones. It's that that's more the the surprise. Yeah. Not so much that like you didn't go seek out a Brendan Fraser comedy <laughs> vehicle. Uh, oh, Brendan. But no, that's uh, 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 Harold Ramis is in that. In Airheads? Yeah. he's He has a cameo in it. Oh, OK. For, cool. for it's like half a scene, basically. But, uh, but even there. so. Yeah. Even so. Oh, but that's so wonderful. I'll have to watch it. It's it's worth tracking down. I'll look I've, it up. It's on it's on my my dumb guilty pleasure list. <laughs> you gotta have those. Yeah. As much as you have things that you like love truly because of the way that they were directed or like artistic style, mm-hmm. call me by your name. Love that movie. Yeah. That is like my go to. You have to have the stupid ones that for some reason either like make you laugh really hard. And the, I feel like those ones are just as important because you're still pulling something that you're enjoying out of that yeah. and putting it into things that you're making. There's something that got that movie produced. The, right. Whatever it was, the the worst movie. I mean, The Room. Something Ugh. somehow that got finished. You know that the because Tommy. That is yes. why. <laughs> yes, but even so, that got finished. But you know, think of the worst film that you can imagine, and yeah. somehow somebody pushed through. Like mm-hmm. I, I almost have more respect for somebody who knows they're dealing with a train wreck and still manages to push through and get it finished. Yep. Than somebody that you know had something that's lightning in a bottle and actually turns out to be. A great film yeah that's just super interesting too because i feel like 
at some point someone just had so much just on the line with that that they're mm-hmm. like, we know this is not going to end up well, but we have to finish this. <laughs> and it also gives you hope, yeah. right? If some garbage films are that. being made, you yes. should be able to get your stuff made. Yes. Uh, so. I, I have a, a film that I bought, and I won't say what it is, just in case the people ever w- ever watch or listen to this, because it's friends of friends. But uh, okay. I have a film that's on my like iTunes. I bought it. I own a copy of it. It is terrible. Absolutely god-awful terrible. It has known actors in it. Like oh, man. Reasonably big names. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it is just a complete pile of garbage. And it, it's on iTunes. You can go buy a copy. And so that's that's my drive of, of like oh, this, is, this is complete crap and I'll go click that on for ten minutes and yeah, be like I can do it they, they can make this Anything I can go make it's possible <laughs> <laughs> if this can get finished I can make my thing uh, and it can be great. terrible and that's totally fine yeah because you got to start somewhere with it yes <laughs> very true. Well, cool. Well, uh, if people want to try and track you down on social media, anything like that, where can they find you? Um, I have Twitter, and honestly, I don't even know what my handle is because I don't use it that often. And I recently got it back because I was told I need to get Twitter again. Yeah. So if you happen to find me on Twitter, awesome. Um, but my go-to social media is Instagram, and I'm at fake Amanda Hinkley. Ah, get that pinned down. So who's the real one? <laughs> Well, that's funny that you say that because Monk and Heidi, two of my cohort mates, halfway through the school year, like were giggling. And I was like, what are you guys giggling about? And I look at my phone and I have a notification and it was real Amanda Hinckley has started following you. And I was like, you monsters. And they would put up, I think they only ended up doing like two um, like headshots of mine. But the, the captions were like, authentic life like hashtag authentic life and just stupid stupid stuff and i was like you guys are the worst and it never got like a ton of followers but i think there's only one person still following it and i think that they might think it's my real (laughs) instagram and that you're just that lame (laughs) and i'm just like a very very sad instagrammer that's just all about hashtag authentic life so that was um a, a running joke in the cohort. That's but awesome. Fake Amanda Hinkley is fake where Amanda I'm at. Hinkley. And then, did you want to plug your uh, YouTube series? Oh yeah, I forgot I had that. I mean, not that I have it, but to um, you do have it. I you do. Just told to, me before this yeah, that you're to editing tell an episode. Um, yeah, if you want to go to YouTube and go to this one time, it is a show that I have That's with the my name of it, this yeah, one time. This one time, mm-hmm. and it's a storytelling show where my roommate and I, who is one of the I was telling you the naturally just one of the funniest people isn't in comedy, but she just makes me laugh so much. Um, we tell each other By nature stories. Of doing this, she is in comedy though, so that's true. That's now like she's in. Now she's you, in. You've driven her into comedy. Mwah. Yes, got her. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we just tell uh, ridiculous stories that the other has never heard before, mm-hmm. and because um, she's got some good ones under her belt, and I have young Amanda was an interesting time, so. Uh, if you want awkward, ridiculous stories, this one time. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. It was fun. It was so fun. That was Amanda Hinckley. Be sure to check out her show, This One Time, on Instagram at This One Time The Show. Thank you to Amanda and to the Harold Ramis Film School and Second City staff for their help. 
The song on this week's episode was Luck and Desire by Derek Every. Check out more of Derek's music at DerekEvery.com. That's D-E-R-E-K-E-V-R-Y. This show is recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazzaroni. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. And be sure to check out some of my and my classmates' work at filmstudentpod.com, including our newest edition, Art House Rock, written and directed by my classmate Ian Mullen and starring former show guests Robbie Justice and Will N. Wilcox. And one last reminder, the submission deadline for fall class at the Harold Ramis Film School is May 31st. Find out more at secondcity.com slash Harold Ramis. See you all next week. Class dismissed. So why even bother climbing when you're safer on the ground? Why must I still move up? It's easier down.